0: But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy, because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com with David Spada and Elliot Harris. I Last check, I'm Elliot Harris. It means David Spada is either the invisible man or not here. I think he's probably out working. Either that or taking a spa day. Regardless, we have a great show today, football-themed. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, I think you will love it. Even if you're not a Vikings fan, I think you'll enjoy it. First up, we have the all-time leader in interceptions in the NFL, a former defensive back for the Vikings, Paul Krause.
1: On the phone, we have one of the top players in NFL history. This gentleman had a record in the amount of uh, interceptions he had in the NFL, over 80. He played not only for the Washington Redskins, but the Minnesota Vikings. It is Paul Krause. How you doing, Paul?
2: I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Good.
1: Good. I didn't realize when you went to Iowa, you played not only uh, defensive back, you were a wide receiver there.
2: Oh yeah, we played both ways. in My time, uh, I think we were one of the last class in uh, classes in uh, NCAA that uh, uh, played both ways.
1: Why did they stop playing both ways? Pardon? Why did they stop playing both ways in college? You think? I mean, with the I am, amount of players, I am,
2: you know, I really don't have any idea. Um, uh, you know, we played both ways in, in high school and we and played both ways in college. And all of a sudden when I went to pro football, uh, they, you know, it was only one way. I was a defensive back and it was easy because I, you know, I didn't get tired or anything. It, uh, uh, it was, it was a strange deal for me only to play, uh, on, on one side of the football. Now,
3: you grew up in Michigan. How did, how did Duffy Daugherty at Michigan State not, uh, not land you? <laughs>
2: Well, actually, I was from Flint, Michigan, and it was 45 miles to East Lansing, and it was 45 miles to Ann Arbor. I almost went to Ann Arbor for the University of Michigan, but uh, I really didn't even consider going to Michigan State, and I don't know why. It just, uh, uh, you know... It, it, There never was a uh, desire for me to go to
1: Michigan State. Did you enjoy playing wide receiver or cornerback more?
2: Well, I I was a wide receiver in college, and uh, then I went. I was a safety in uh, in college too. So I never did play cornerback. But uh, uh, you know, it really didn't matter to me uh, because I had played both in college. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't a strange position. Um uh, the Washington Redskins drafted me and they said uh you're our uh our uh free safety so I said okay.
3: <laughs> sounded good to you, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sounded great to me. <laughs> and then the first time I ever played in a exhibition game it was against the Bears and I intercepted a pass from Billy uh from Wade, Billy Wade. I assume it,
3: it doesn't sound like there was much of a, a
2: difficulty in
3: transitioning to the position.
2: No, it, it wasn't. Uh, you know, the first play, the first play I got into the game, I intercepted a pass. And, and uh, uh, then uh, the first league game I ever played, I intercepted two passes. So, you know, uh, I kind of acted like a uh, wide receiver anyway back there. And, uh, you know, it really it really didn't make any
1: difference. Who was your first interception against when it was the regular season?
2: Uh, I was playing against uh, the, the Cleveland Browns and Paul Warfield, and uh, they had Frank Ryan. Uh, I, I he Frank Ryan threw to Paul Warfield twice, and I picked both of them off.
1: So you had twelve interceptions your rookie year. You must have thought this is going to be easy here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, uh, you know, I had seven, I had, uh, I went seven games with an interception, uh, a, as a rookie. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, I, I even hate to say it though. You know, I did. I thought it, I thought this was a pretty easy game. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, you know, then my next year they stopped throwing in my direction. Uh, then I, I think I, I the think, you know, second year I had six, which still is a great year. And then I went down to two, I think. And they just never threw anywhere near me.
3: At which point you say, am I ever going to get another interception?
2: Uh, I did, uh, you know. And uh, then I played one more year in Washington, and uh, the defensive coach – didn't like the way I was playing, I guess, and, uh, uh, they traded me. I went to the, uh, Minnesota Vikings, and right away I had, I don't know, eight, nine, or ten, something like that. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, kind of a new life for me. Uh, and that, you know, I, I really wasn't interested, uh, and, and getting traded by the Redskins, but, uh, the backfield coach and I just didn't get along. And, uh, so I accepted the trade and went to the Vikings and man, it was all history from there. Uh, you know, 12 years, well, in 10 years, 10 out of the 12 years I played, we, uh, we won the Central division championship and, uh, played in four Super Bowls and all of that. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a good thing. You're a very good thing that happened and, and, uh, I enjoyed my years with, uh, the Vikings and even though we didn't win a Super Bowl, uh, we should, we played in, uh, four of them and, uh, that's more than a lot of people played
1: in. With the Redskins, those must have been some interesting practices. You had what? Sonny Jurgensen, Bobby Mitchell, Charlie Taylor. There was more talent on offense on your team than probably 99% of the teams in the NFL back then.
2: Uh, that's right. You know, and off that off that team, uh, we had a lot of guys go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh with the Redskins we just couldn't uh couldn't win, you know, and uh but well, we had some great players and uh my my old roommate with uh the Redskins, Chris uh Chris Hamburger, he went into the hall and uh so we both uh both roommates went into the Hall of Fame with the Vikings you got to play for a
3: coach who is certainly legendary in Bud Grant what was he
2: like uh, bud grant was probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet uh he was he was a great coach he you know if if you didn't uh if you didn't play the way he wanted you to play uh you were gone you know, but, uh, everybody realized that he was a good coach, uh, and, he, you know, he was, uh, he had, he had his own different ways of doing things and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, if you didn't do them your you're way, uh, you were on the oats. So, uh, uh, after the records that we started to put together, you know, everybody realized that this guy, hey, this guy's good and uh, he knows how to treat people. He He's just a great guy and a great coach.
1: Did it make it easier with the uh, Vikings to get interceptions with you know, that defensive line getting to the quarterback and Marshall and Page and Carl Eller?
2: Well, it, you know, those guys were probably the best group of guys for me to play behind. Uh, you know... Uh uh the the quarterback uh when we get when we had the quarterbacks in, in uh, throwing mode uh that was that they were playing right to our strength uh because, because uh, you know the guys had to uh, quarterbacks had to throw the football and uh with the with our defensive line they had about uh, less than four seconds to throw the ball or they were sacked so uh you know it made the defensive backfield's uh, job a lot easier
3: here. Was there an opposing quarterback that you went up against and you said okay, today I should have at least two or three interceptions?
2: <laughs> well... Uh, no, I never thought that way. Um, uh, I really didn't. Uh, there were teams that I liked to play against, uh, back then. I loved to play against the Bears, and the Lions, and, and the Packers. You know, they were in our division, we played them twice, uh, and we knew each other, you know, real well, uh, but uh, I still like playing against them. Uh, and uh but no, uh you know, I I probably have more interceptions against the Detroit football team than anybody else. But uh, uh it was always great uh, to play against uh the Central Division rivals because, because we knew that uh, we were in for uh, tough games and although we, we a out of those games and everything but we had tremendous respect for them.
1: I figured you had the most interception against Bobby Douglas because it seemed like he was throwing them left and right when he's with the Bears. <laughs>
2: You know, so I'm, I was very good friends with Bobby Douglas. Uh, during the off season, we uh, we saw each other. We played golf and we played a lot of racquetball in a lot of racquetball tournaments way back then. But uh, yeah, Bobby Bobby used to throw a ball so dang hard that I wouldn't want to get in, in, in its way.
1: But he didn't know where it was going though. That was the problem. Yeah, well, I,
2: was, I wasn't going to say that. I don't say that, you know. <laughs> you know, he, he's too good of a friend for me to say that. But, uh, you know, um, he, he threw the ball hard. He's a big, strong kid. And, and what I liked about Bobby is is he was a good guy. He was out there trying to beat you, and we were out there trying to beat him. Uh, but, uh, you know, he wasn't a mean guy, but, boy, you were sure strong. And, and uh, we needed to see him run around with.
3: The ball. On a golf course is he more accurate than he was on a football field?
2: Uh no. <laughs> no. I mean, he was worse. You know, uh no, he, he, he didn't know where the, where the golf ball was going at
1: all. But to get 81 interceptions in the 60s and 70s is truly a feat because there wasn't as much passing as there was today.
2: No, uh you know, I, I think uh, in 16 years, I, I think that uh, the teams average about between 25 and 30 times a game. Uh, my goodness, I I, 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 you know, the way I think, uh, if I played right now, I'd have twice as many interceptions. You know, they because they throw it twice as much. You know, they they say throw it 50, 60 times a game sometime. And plus, I don't think the quarterbacks are as good as uh, the guys I played against.
3: So if you're playing today, you'd have triple digits in at least in interceptions, right?
2: Oh, I think so, sure. I think so. In, no, I'm not, I'm not saying there are, there are great, there are some great quarterbacks playing right now. Uh, you know, the kid from, uh, New England's a good quarterback, uh, 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 the kid from, uh, the, now he's in Denver, Manning. He's a good quarterback, uh, you know, and I didn't ever play against Favre, but, uh, when Favre was playing, he was a good quarterback. Uh, some guys are different types of quarterbacks. I never played against, uh, 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 uh Marino or, uh, or, uh, John Elway, but uh, you know uh, there, there were there were some good quarterbacks that around, but uh, I don't think that uh, as a whole group uh, the quarterbacks weren't as good as uh, when I played.
1: Because back when you played, the quarterbacks basically were calling their own plays and were audible more. Whereas nowadays they're so structured, they're told what play to run, and they have no uh, ability to freelance.
2: Well, you know, that brings up a whole different, uh, uh, attitude. Uh, or a response uh about how they call the plays now than when uh the old guys were playing uh the quarterbacks when I played were calling their own plays they knew the receivers they knew the game itself uh I personally do not think that the coaches that are calling the plays today uh are as good as uh the quarterbacks that were calling them back in the '60s. Some of the guys that are calling the place today have never played the game. You know, they they uh, they don't know. They have not been in those ser- certain situations. All they do is. They they go by, you know, books or history or whatever. I don't know how they're calling them. But they've never played in the game. So how in the world do they know what would be the best way to attack uh, the different players or different offenses? and uh, But that gets into to a whole, whole different aspect of the game, and I spend a lot, a lot of time on that because uh, uh, as I look at the tackling, as I look at the blocking, and and all of that, uh, I just don't think that the play after, after watching, uh, I don't think the players of today are being taught uh, the way to block, tackle, run pass patterns and everything. Uh, uh, I shouldn't, you know, I don't want to get into all that, but uh, uh, it's a whole different game. It, it, it's not like it was in the 60s and 70s.
3: How much of your success was predicated on preparation, watching film and things like that?
2: Well, you know, I used to watch a lot of film. I used to, you know, and uh, I, I, I studied the quarterbacks and everything. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh being being a defensive safety and everything, uh, I you know I, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I had God-given ability. Uh, you know, he, he, I watch coaches coach today, and, and 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 speaking of the defensive backs, how in the world if they've never played, how in the world are they going to tell a guy how to play uh, as as a defensive back in certain situations? Uh, it's pretty pretty hard for them to, if they've never been out on the field. To Against a guy that can run like Bob Hayes or Paul Warfield or or you know uh, Randy Moss or any of them, uh, I mean they're just throwing paint on the wall and saying, "I hope you can do this. This is the way I want it done." You know, uh, if, if you've never been there uh, or if you've never been if you've never been scored upon or if you've never run, been run over by Jimmy Brown, you don't know what it's like. You know, and I'll run out. I know what it's like, and I've been there. And a lot of the old defensive backs, uh, you know, we sit around in the Hall of Fame and say, geez, I'll watch this or watch that. Or You know, I guess they're better to watch them because I know what they're supposed to do, and they don't do it.
1: Did you ever get run over by Jimmy Brown?
2: Did I? Yes. Plenty of times. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, I'm just going to say think, I think I made the tackles, but I just hung on and yelled for help. <laughs> because uh, he was the best running back I've ever seen in my life, I've ever played against in my life. And right now, I would say Adrian Peterson is the closest thing that I've ever seen to Jimmy Brown.
3: Was there a particular quarterback that you went up against? You said, okay, today's going to be a uh, difficult afternoon.
2: <laughs> I, I love quarterbacks that threw the football. I mean, I just flat loved them because I had a great defensive line in, and I had a better than average uh, group of linebackers in front of me. And, and if they were going to throw the football against us, uh, speaking uh, of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they were in a lot of trouble. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I really didn't, I didn't uh, hate to play against. Of them uh it was it was a uh, uh, I, I, I think that I probably felt that uh you know there was something that we had to prove all the time that teams could not throw the ball on us uh they could run the ball up and down the football field on us, but when they got inside the twenty uh they had a very very tough time scoring against the vikings uh so as a quarterback so, uh, you know uh, i wouldn't even single out any quarterback uh, i i think Sonny jurgensen was the best passer i ever threw, i ever played against i mean pure passer but uh then you then you come to johnny Unitas and and you come to barstar and and of course jurgensen and uh billy wade and uh whitey kittle and all those guys. Um uh these guys were great quarterbacks, and, uh, every team, you know, there weren't as many teams back then, so every team had a good quarterback. And so, uh, you know, uh, when it came down to, the thing that he hated is when, when an offensive team started running the ball on us and we couldn't stop the dang runs. You know, that, that's what we hated because all of a sudden, uh, defensive backs were making too many tackles
1: with the four super bowls was there one that you thought that you basically should have won or were they all basically so close it was hard
2: um you know i think that we should have won uh a couple of those uh uh super bowls uh i think we should have won the first one i think we should have won um uh, probably the Oakland game but there there was some reason there was some reason why we couldn't win yeah, and, uh, I just, and I have no idea.
3: Of your 81 interceptions, is there one that stands out in your mind? No. As a
2: favorite? Not at all. Not at all. I, uh, I was so happy to get 81 interceptions that, uh, you know, I, sure, I remember the first one. I remember the one that I tied it with. I remember one, and the ones that I set the record and then broke the record with. I remember those. And, uh, uh, I tied it, I caught a pass off of, uh, uh, in front of Gene Washington, which it was a great, I'm going to say it was a great interception because it was a diving interception. And I caught it right in front of him at about his knee, knee, knee high. But, uh, then uh, I got two uh, against LA in LA uh, to break the record and set the record. I, I remember those, and, but I don't re- really remember a whole lot of other ones. Uh, but uh, you know, I remember getting one off Sonny Jurgensen. I remember Johnny Unitas. Uh, you know, I remember some of them, some of them. But uh, gee, uh, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I never really thought uh, all during the time that I played that I was going to get 81 interceptions. I mean, there's just no way. You you don't go into the league thinking, oh, I'm going to break a record or I'm going to go into the Hall of Fame and all of that. Uh, hey, that that's, uh, that's a gift from God, I think.
1: I know Emlyn Tunnel died in 75 before he broke his record, and he was another Iowa guy. Is it something in the water in Iowa or and the fields there that helped you guys become such good uh defensive back safeties
2: well uh, no not really uh, i you know i would like to say so but no uh uh, it just happened that we are both from Iowa. Uh, I talked, I, I talked with Pennell uh quite a few times before he passed away, and uh, you know, uh, I rode from on the airplane from uh, Chicago to California with him, and, and we talked a lot about football and a lot about uh, defensive back play and things like that. And uh, he was a great man, a um, great football player. But you know, something he never said one thing about me getting close to his record or anything like that. Uh, It, uh, you know, uh, it it was just never mentioned.
3: When you look at that record of 81 interceptions, you say to yourself, that's going to be like Joe DiMaggio's hit streak, That you know, 50, 75 years from now, it'll still exist?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's been over 35 years now and uh I don't know i you know i I kind of watch to see if somebody's trying to catch me and and I also think that the league uh would like somebody to break that record uh, because I think they want uh, a a player that is playing or a modern day player to break it uh but uh as of right now, you know, there I don't think anybody's really close. Um if if it happens, it's going to take somebody that's going to be in the Hall of Fame to do it uh because it, it's a record that I'm very proud of.
1: No, the closest guy is um still playing is Ed Reed and he's got he's got 20 more to go and he's 33 years old, so how much longer is he going to play?
2: Well, that that's uh, you know, that's that's what the uh and the problem is uh, guys have to play a long time and uh you know if they play you know if, if, if was he have sixty now uh 61. 61? see i i don't even uh you know he's a great player I, I i like how he plays uh but uh you know you just you know if, if a guy gets uh five or six a year that's a great year uh, and uh I mean, you have to be around the the football, but, you know, the thing about it is, uh, is, uh, they're throwing so much now. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, I, I just really don't know if it's going to happen or what. You know, it's that's not, uh, it's not for me to, uh, I don't wish anybody bad luck or anything like that. Sure, I like my record, but, uh, if somebody breaks it, hey, you know, more power to them.
0: Okay. Excellent interview with Paul Krause. Please stay tuned on Sports and Torts, and coming up, we will have another Viking, Chris Dolman.